Being true to your creative spark is the key theme of this week's conversation with Georgina Tirana, the founder and owner of Rojo Bore, the hugely successful vegan ice creamery in South Fremantle. Georgina shares her realisation of how following the money in a corporate career was constraining her creativity and having a negative impact on her relationships and her general being. She goes on to explain how she acted on this realisation and followed her instinct to create Rohoboro and build it to what it is today, a place where all boundaries of the simple enjoyment of ice cream are removed. After all, who doesn't enjoy ice cream? And when it's vegan ice cream, there's no excuse not to get involved and enjoy it. Georgina's groundedness and honesty shine through in this conversation. She openly shares her vulnerabilities and deep connection to her family as a guiding post throughout her journey. And you can't help thinking that this authenticity is what underpins her success. So enjoy Georgina. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Having the bravery to turn away from what's considered the norm and make the jump to pursue the gifts and tools you've been given to follow your passion and make things happen for you is what we're going to dive into today with my guest, Georgina Tirana, founder and owner of Rojo Bure, the hugely successful vegan ice creamery in South Fremantle. Georgina, welcome to the show. Hi, Brent. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you were originally born in England. Yes. Yeah. And then you moved to WA, was it six years ago? Yeah, about six years cool. ago. Cool. So how did you end up in Western Australia? <laughs> um, well, there was a love interest involved at the time. So oh, that, boys. Um, <laughs> that brought me over here. That turns um, up in many of the times I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was more than a love interest for us. It was someone I spent a, like, a long a long time with and um, you know grew up with. And yeah, we had a really amazing time here. Um, so initially sort of came over and... Um, we, um, so I was, was he originally from Western Australia? No, he was from England, actually. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, so we met in England. And, um, yeah, so came over. I'd um, When I was back in England, I'd not ended up going down sort of the university sort of path anyway. So um, I'd never been able to decide what I wanted to study or anything. So coming over here was a little bit of like a... Not a step backwards, but I really had to kind of just open myself up to opportunity and just take what I could get really um and so I ended up um going a little bit more like corporate which isn't something I'd really ever done before so I started off in real estate and then ended up in recruitment um, this is after you've arrived this then. is after I'd arrived mm. um that was sort of over probably like a three-year span um you know as a thing like learn a lot of things um learn a lot of new skills but you know very quickly realized that um for me, soul destroying. <laughs> right. So, um, and yeah, and then I, um, I just got to a real point where I just realised that I wasn't getting any satisfaction from, from what I was doing, the environment I was in. Um, you know, there are elements of that which are the things I enjoy, and I love meeting people. And you know, you were sort of open to mm. that, but. I guess just in any, <clears throat> it's possibly also just about when you're working for someone else, you're stifled to some extent because yes. you can't really make your own decisions. Decision. Um, and I can be a little bit stubborn, <laughs> I guess, with that. So um, I, yeah, I just knew that I was ready to do something on my own again, which is what I had um, previously been doing in England. And that's sort so what of were you I, doing in England before you? Uh, so I had. Um, when I was 17, I started a little um, business having dresses manufactured in England, which I sold sort of at um, events and in little boutiques and online. Um, and that was, you know, I loved that. It was, um, you know, going in, choosing the fabrics, changing the designs. And again, the thing I'd studied, it was just something I enjoyed and it was wonderful. It was really dynamic and met lots of lovely people, um, you know, it facilitated a lot of traveling at the time. Mm. Um, and I guess... For me, it was creative, which is what um, I missed most mm. after I came here and sort of moved into a different industry. What does that, when you say um, creative, what does creative look like for Georgina? Where does that come from? Um, I actually don't really know. I mean, um, I, I suppose when I say creative, I wouldn't say that, um, I mean, I've always you know, I did the dramas and the arts and, um, mm. you know, those, I was always geared towards that side of things. But I then also was very much like the English and the maths. And then, so right. there was definitely a balance. But I suppose when I say creative, I suppose it's more just 
probably the word freedom actually right. um so it's more like the the freedom to be able to do what you want to do so obviously i chose dresses mm. and then from that it was you know developing a website developing different avenues for selling it you know looking at events that were going to work well um you know speaking to different um yes. businesses about stocking it and you know designing the packaging and and i suppose it's um going back to uh, where i said about not being able to sort of choose i it's only sort of when i decided to do this that i realized the reason why i can't choose is because i don't want to <laughs> Oh, right. I don't want to choose. I want to do a bit of everything. Um, right. And I think that's why, you know, I, I toyed with going to different, um, down different avenues. And I never fully committed to one because I think I always knew ultimately I wouldn't be happy just doing that. Right. I needed to be in a position which would allow me to touch on lots of different things. Um, so what, so it always sounds like there's a bit of a fear of making one decision. <laughs> well, so what, and, and, and there's this thing about freedom to choose where... Where's that coming from? I don't really know. I mean, my dad's definitely a jack of all trades and always had his, you know, fingers right. in multiple oh, so there's been pies. A role um, so perhaps it's from that. I think it's just, um, it's possibly that feeling also of it's like, you know, I I'm, I love seeing other people take like take on um, things that I'm not strong at, but I suppose mm. I also like to be involved. It, it, does that make sense? So yes. I suppose that's where I'm saying it's not it's not a fear; it's a want. I'm right. not scared of not choosing. I want to be involved. So, you, want to be involved. Um, you know, it would be difficult for me to look over to another department and not want to sort of cast an opinion or, or, or have an input in some right. way. So I suppose positioning myself where I can have an input in that, that's just, that's satisfying for me. Yeah, you know, that, it's like curiosity. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I think I sent in, you know, in that post of it where it's like, you know, I can be multiple different um or touch upon multiple different roles within my job. Like, you know, yes. I always thought about, go, like an option was going into interior design. Like I've, I, I love it. I absolutely, you know, I could spend hours in empire just, <laughs> you know, just yeah. looking at everything. Um, and I get to do that, designing the interior of my shop and doing like, um, it's, you know, I loved it, absolutely yes. loved it. So I get, I get to be an interior designer and, um, you know, always been passionate about food and I obviously I get to develop that I get to build the websites I get to understand like the accounting um so you know you can be the social media blogger you can be this you know it's it, it allows you to do so many things so many things um and I think that's just what I I like you know I like that I like the dynamic part of that awesome yeah. so you <laughs> so if I can just get in there um so you're making dresses doing websites in so I was doing I was doing the dresses. I also worked with my mum um, for quite some time. Um, yeah. Doing um, we had like a staffing agency, so we just supplied um, you know friendly faces basically to events. So we right. again you know you got to meet loads of people. There's mm. all sorts of events that go on in the UK. It's a little bit different to here. So yes. again you know very dynamic, always on on your feet, which again I love. I hate being sat down um, and. Yeah, so um, we would go to, you know, like the Goodwoods, the, you know, yes. all the different car shows. And it was like clothing shows, like home building shows, you know, anything and anything. Um, we would sort of get around and, and supply staff for that. And, um, you know, loved working with my mum. My mum is my, you know, my best friend. Like, mm. So, um, and that was really hard, leaving that as well. I was going well. to say, um, so when you, when you left... With your love interest to come to Western Australia, that must have been <laughs> yeah. tricky leaving the family. Yeah, um, I've got a... Like, I'm very lucky. I have a very close-knit family. Um, mm. And I think it possibly wasn't as hard at the time only because I didn't necessarily look at it as I was moving to Australia. I mm. kind of thought I was coming to Australia and I never anticipated I would be <clears throat> here this long. So mm-hmm. that initial move, it, I probably hadn't given it much thought. It was just, I mean, I was 21. So I was just mm. like, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll go over for a bit and see what happens. And then it just sort of one thing after another meant that we ended up staying mm. longer. And why Australia? Um, to be honest, um, he came with rugby. Andy came with rugby, so ah. um, yeah, it, that was kind of how it happened. <laughs> yes. Um, so and Perth specifically, there was a team, and you know, it just ended up that way. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'd travelled a little bit of Australia, but I didn't, you know, didn't know enough about it or not enough yeah. to be. I'm kind of open. Like, I don't worry about those things, really. It was just kind of give it a go. Do you consider it home now? <sighs> no. 
<laughs> no. yeah, Not in that way, as in it's, you know, it is a home. Yes. Um, it's my home away from home. Right. <laughs> you know, um, my home will always be where my parents are, to mm. be honest. So, um, you know, I've been very lucky that my sister moved over here about three years ago. Ah, and that has been a godsend in making this whole thing. So you're you know, luring the family. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, if I can get my younger brother out right here, I think I'll get the parents out right here as well. Um, so that made that that's made everything a, a lot easier. Even just having that one person here, um, just giving you that sort of taste of family. Mm. Um, and then my parents are great. Like they come out a fair bit. They'll be coming out in a few weeks actually. And then I try and get home sort of when I can. Um, it's really hard. You. It, you miss the day-to-day things, you yes. know, um, and like, I'm, it's something I'm always very conscious about. Um, I do love where I live, though, as in yes. I love Perth. Um, I guess for the things that are important to me, just general day-to-day lifestyle, I don't think you could live anywhere better, you know. Um, I'm, you know, fitness, food, obviously with my business, like, it just works mm. beautifully, <laughs> so... Um, I think you find, because <clears throat> obviously I go back to England to see my parents and I've been back recently I think you find you don't realise how much you miss them until you're with them yeah I mean I, I always just we, we get on so well and, and I mean the minute that we see them it's like it's literally like you haven't had a moment mm. apart um, I must admit I almost I don't feel like we almost spend that much time I don't yeah when I, when I every time I go home when I come to leave it's harder I'd say that yes. yeah Yes, because I think it's just more and more you realise. It's, it's more that sense of, wow, how quick time has passed, how I've, mm. how I've been here for so long. Um, and <clears throat> I suppose not really knowing when you're going to be back, you know, or, or when you're going to be at that point when you are together a lot more. Um, yes. Obviously, as your parents get older, it's something that you think about mm. a lot more. It's definitely something that plays on my mind a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's very fine, fine line and difficult balance, but... So for the listener who doesn't know, Rohabiru, tell me, what is it? Where is it? What does it do? And where's the name come from? So <laughs> the, name, the name means free spirit in Swahili. Right. And I, I honestly would love to make some glorious story, but it really was just a brainstorming for weeks and weeks and weeks. It didn't have a name. And I had a board much like this and just kept writing things down that I was seeing. And I just wrote it on there and just kept resonating with me and I just liked it I don't know and so I just and I just went with it Um, so um yeah and I mean people I think remember it because they can't remember it (laughs) no one really knows how to say it um but that's I pronounced it right you pronounced it spot on Brittany did well um so Based in South Rio. Based in South Fremantle. So um, essentially, I live above the shop. It was like so a townhouse. It's and your garage. It was the garage, it? yeah. So um, converted, <laughs> yeah, converted the garage into a, a commercial space. And um, yeah, a fairly hefty process, which ended up actually being a good thing in the end. There's definitely benefits to that. Mm. Um, and yeah, produce organic, gluten-free, sugar-free vegan um ice cream all on site it's obviously small batch if you've seen my kitchen you'd laugh (laughs) um so i mean i um in terms of i guess my eating sort of habits and where i sit with that i um i've eaten organically for a long time um that was mainly derived from um my um grandmother getting ill and um it was sort of my mum starting to look into alternative um, ways of treating that. Um, and rather than going down a sort of chemotherapy route, it was decided that they were going to go down a more holistic route. And just during that process, um, was educated a lot on what's actually in... I mean, this is going back, you know, a fair few, probably 10 plus years now. Mm. Um, but then it was still quite new, that kind of awareness of food. Um, and... Yeah, that then, like our whole, the way that we ate um, just really changed. Um, and that's just stayed with us, you know, forever. And it's just, it's just the way that we eat. Um, so that was, to be honest, like first and foremost, the most important thing to me. It's like, what is it? Like, what is in it? Like the quality yes. of what was in it. Um, I stopped eating dairy um, mm. probably about 
five years ago. Um, and then the meet came probably three years ago. Um, and I mean, if you had said to me, and I've got friends who've been vegan for quite some time and they would literally sit down with me and tell me, you know, you should do this, do that. I remember literally saying, I would never give up meat. <laughs> you know, I would never do so it. how did you do that? How did I give it up? And why? Um, I don't know, like, I actually watched this documentary called Earthlings and <clears throat> um, I don't know, I literally remember just watching it and just thinking, oh my goodness, like, it kind of presented things in a more of a way where it's just how greedy we are. It wasn't even so much focusing, like, just, say, just on, you know, the animals that we eat. It's also about, like, it was also sort of looking at pets and how everyone wants a puppy, even though there's so many animals out there that, you know, need a home. Mm. And, you know, I guess you could even say that about children, you know, like, there's no, do you know mm. what I mean? It's, it's, and, and I suppose when you kind of look at it that way, it was just very much that, why do we think that we have this right to kind of where does that right come from where does that greed come from um now like <laughs> i don't know how many of my customers would you know agree with me but i have no problem with things in sort of i, I don't sit and judge i think someone making a change is is good and i would never sit and say you know just because you've only cut out this you know you're bad like i think any small change is good it all adds up yes um i think that the people that are more drastic compensate for the people that refuse to make any so any i change. think it's it's necessary to have mm. those opposites but um i also just think you know it's going to take a while and i think it's far more daunting if you you know if you said to someone right you can never have a you know bread ever again but if you said, okay, just have bread twice, it's a far more, like, you can process that. And it's, mm. you're far less likely to set yourself up for failure. And I think... it's like this big drastic... Yeah, yeah. Or the way shop. that I always compare it is like, if you, you know, if you were on a diet mm. for like 360 days of the year, you, you ate, you know, perfectly clean like a goddess, and then you had a snicker, you know, don't beat yourself up about it because you had it once. Like, you're still doing a great job. You know, you're still, you know, you're still doing really yeah. well. So... I think it's just that kind of, yeah, just do your best. Be conscious, be aware, you know, mm. think about where things are coming from. Be responsible. Be responsible, yeah. I don't think there needs to be fear-mongering or like that. I'm not really into that. And I suppose that probably displays in our store. You know, I'm very confident with what we do, but it's not, it's not that intense kind of, do, do you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sort of like, mm. I do this because we can make, beautiful delicious um dessert without having to use any animal products without having to use cane sugar without having to use gluten like and this is and, and it's it's wonderful and, and i mean what again i guess the another reason why I, I like that is just because it opens itself up to more people more people can enjoy it hmm. and that's when, like that's great for me so Initially, I wasn't necessarily thinking about something being gluten-free, but I got that many parents coming in with their children who had intolerances. And if we did have gluten-free flavors, it was like, you know, the joy on the, their faces at being able to choose something. And that's when I was sort of like, I'd actually really like to make it, you know, more that it's everything is gluten-free because, mm. um, and we're still working towards that. It's all work in progress, but our ice cream is all gluten-free and the majority of the um, you know, the toppings on the side, you can have a gluten-free as well. Um, and that just comes down to me thinking, why not? Why put limitations there? Why not make it that more people can enjoy it? Because especially with those who are actually lactose intolerant or are diabetic or are gluten-free, they, they don't actually have a choice. It's not even just a, you know, a moral standpoint or anything like that. They actually don't have a choice about what they can and can't eat. So I like the fact that we can offer them something delicious decadent that doesn't feel like a compromise most people enjoy ice cream they all do <laughs> yeah. so, it's a very happy experience so the more i thought about it the more i thought about it when i first came down the more i thought well this is brilliant because most people enjoy ice cream but you know often it comes with this guilt or the yeah exactly and, the other. and you're just smashing all the boundaries from when, people actually enjoying ice cream no 100 percent. i mean i genuinely have it every day <laughs> Um, and (laughs) yeah um yeah and like I said you look you know it's not it's a it's still a treat it's like the same with a lot of these raw you know products like yes it's better but it's still a treat you know um I I always say like think of it the same way like (coughs) um but yeah I'm 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 
I'm, there's like less sugar, less than probably a smoothie in our, you know, in our ice cream. Mm. And I think it's actually still like, uh, obviously working progress and getting people to, under, to understand that um, as well. Um, yeah, but uh, it's, um, it's never done. Like I'm always refining it. I'm always looking at other, other ingredients that we can add in. You know, it's actually fortunate that, you know, my customers are, quite opinionated and <laughs> you know they have got you know good strong feelings about things they'll always tell me what they think and um where I could be doing things differently and you know some places we can some places we can't um but that that's I find that's a sign of investment um a place that you don't like it's easy to turn up try something and then think oh, I sold this I'll yeah go. and yeah. you don't get the feedback yeah and that that's like the biggest slap I think you can give an establishment by just taking your feedback away. Yeah, or you. going and writing it on Google. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had a few yes. of those where I'm like, oh, oh the keyboard you just, warrior. Yeah, if you know, you just told me. Like, <clears throat> um, yeah, no, I'm really lucky. I, my customers have been incredible. You know, mm. um, I guess you say even from you doing this that you've made some good friends. I've made some lovely friends mm. from, you know, from just customers testament to that like the two new hires at my shop are both customers you know yeah. which is lovely like um people that, yeah and you know they can they people who've come down every week religiously like you know during the cold and I'm sometimes just blown away by by that and um it's really you know we, we, we need that I think it's we are so niche and very very specific in terms of I haven't diversified a lot. We very much just do vegan ice cream. You know, we don't do sandwiches and toasties or anything else. So, you know, we we, we do need our customers to support us. And, you know, winter, obviously, you know, we are a seasonal business. So uh, (laughs) it is tougher. Um, And so it's it's lovely that they do, um, that they do keep coming down. And, And from far and wide, you know, I have lovely girls that come up from Rockingham you know, down from Trigg and Leaderville, you know, Bastardine, like they, they'll really make the jaunt, which is it's lovely. <laughs> so I want to ask you about the, the sort of the lead up and the transition to setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as you said earlier on, you, you were working in a very corporate environment. It was recruitment. Was yeah, right? recruitment was the last So you've been doing that for like three or four years. Um, so I'd been doing, um, I'd worked within a real estate agent for about a year and then, yeah, it was about one to two years that I'd done the, re- yeah, the recruitment. Right. So all together it was about three. So <clears throat> it, it, you made it sound like you sort of just sort of fallen into that and, and, and carried on. Is that right? Um, no, I hit a really, really like, well, for me, <laughs> I yeah. guess a, the lowest point for me when I was in that sort of last year. Um, so... I guess, why was it you chose to go into this corporate? I didn't really. I mean, um, I mean to be honest, the, fir- the, the first um, business that I worked in, I'm, I still have a really good relationship with the mm. owners, lovely family business. Um, and they were actually wonderful to work for, I guess, when you first got here, like trying to settle in. You know, they're, they're really lovely people. I think it was just more with that. I just knew I wasn't going to, get, wasn't going to progress anywhere for yes. me. Um, and I actually just got, I got headhunted through LinkedIn, I think it was for this recruitment position. And I think they'd looked at the fact that I'd had a staffing agency and maybe likened, you know, some of the skill, which is true. Like, um, some of the skills to that, having said that, it was, you know, incredibly different. Um, and they asked me to sort of set up this new division within, uh, within the company. And I suppose initially, you know, it sounded like a good challenge and, I, I, I was just like, okay, you know, give it a go. And, um, but it, I do just remember it all being, you know, I guess when they were pitching it to me, which they're very, you know, they're very good at, that's why they're, they're good recruiters. But, um, you know, a lot of it was down to a dollar value, you know, down to what you can earn and what mm. this and what's that. And, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was, you know, the prospect of what you could, you know, it was appealing. Um, mm. I, you know, I like nice things, I like going nice places, you know, so um, that was, that's what I guess kind of lured me in, but also the fact that I was starting something new. That was probably the combination, what kind of did it. So there was um, the law of the money. But there was also the law of the money, yes. Yes. And then, yes, yeah, so the law of the money, the law of like starting something, like building something new and right. having my, my own, like, yeah. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I just hated it. <laughs> yeah. like I, just, 
<laughs> I just hate it. I just find everything so frustrating. Um, so what did that? What did that frustration and hate actually look and feel like? Oh well, I suppose. I mean, I don't, like it was just that real like one it, there was a, a dread to go into work right. but then i you know i remember being sat with like two of the men and they you know I, i'd always i i did stay late a lot as well and it was because it's just like i never felt satisfied like i never felt like i'd achieved what i wanted to actually achieve and um i don't know it's just that just being very unsettled and and particularly as that moved on to me working in another recruitment business um, which was an, e- an even worse environment um, for me. Um, it it really affected my mood. I was very snappy. Um, I remember my parents came out and, you know, I kept biting my mum's head off at anything and she was just like, this isn't my daughter. Like, I don't, you know, it's, it's not who you are. And I was just at such inner turmoil because I was just getting no satisfaction from what I was doing. Um... I couldn't really see where I was going with it. And I suppose I've I've always beaten, not beaten myself up, but I've put this pressure on myself that I just think I'm so lucky, that I'm so lucky where I come from. I'm so lucky the family that I have. I'm so lucky the opportunity that's on offer to me and the support that I have. Um, that I'm always like, why aren't you doing something that you, you enjoy? No one's telling you you can't. It, this is just you. <laughs> um, yes. And so it's only you that's stopping only you. Only you that's stopping you. What What are you doing? You know, and I, I could just feel this thing like when, when I'd meet people and then they'd ask me what I was doing. It was like, I cringe saying it because I knew it was, it was, and it, like I say, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong. There are people that absolutely love it. And if you love it, then like go for it. Great. Um, it was the, it was almost like this shame of like the fact that I was saying that I was doing something that I knew was not me. Mm. And I, you know, I remember... Um, shame, that's a strong it's word. It's kind of shame, I know, where I just felt embarrassed. I was just like, it's, it's not an embarrassment about what the job is. It's a, an embarrassment about the fact that I know you're thinking, why are you doing that? Because that's not you. That's where it came from. Mm. And me not being able to say, why? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. because it's good money. It's like, that's, that's terrible. Crap, it's just isn't it? crap, isn't it? Like, um, and that's what I kept finding. You know, I kept, my mum kept saying, oh, you know, like kind of questioning. And I go, yeah, but mum, like... You know, I can I can earn this, and then I can you know, and I could just see that thing in a phase of being like, please, can this just the penny drop at some point? But that's mm. not, yeah. you know, that's who you, that's I, not who you are. I, I know that's what you not, mean. Those you know. conversations, like, who are you trying to convince <laughs> yeah, me yeah. or yourself? I'm, and that's what it was. I was very much convincing myself. Um, <laughs> and when I sort of, um, I suppose there was also a part, you know, with. Um, like where I was at relationship, you do have to consider other people and you're kind of looking for that approval as well. And Mm -hmm. it took a little bit of a while to get there. Um, But, you know, my mum is just, she's like, she's full of reason, but also no reason. And she's sort of very much like, if it doesn't feel right, just get out and it will be fine. Hmm. It will all be fine. She just has this, you know, this way of just saying like, you don't need to worry. Worst case scenario, you get another job. <laughs> Do you know? And she's like, and you're not, you know, you're never going to, you know, you will always be able to get another so job. So is it your mum's influence that My mum's influence is everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything I've ended up doing, um, she does not probably give herself, you know, me even coming here, you know, she heavily regrets it now, I think, but it was very much go, go, go and, and, you know, enjoy yourself and, um, but no, my mum is, she's like, she's like my, my, she's kind of like my confidence. And she's, she's almost like when I look at my mum, I, I look, I can look <clears throat> at myself and she's yeah. just a reminder of, she grounds me and reminds me what's important to me, what I'm capable of and, and, and who I am. It sounds mm. really dramatic, but it's, it's, it's really it's true. And, you know, whenever, I mean, I speak to my mum whether it's via message or on the, you know, every day, like we mm. FaceTime virtually every day. And if I, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of, we, we laugh, me and my sister, and my sister's only 30 and I'm, you know, and, and if we come against me, it's like, have you asked mom? <laughs> you know, yeah. ask mom. It's like, we, we just can't, anything that's really troubling us, any decision, we have to still run past her and just get her, her voice of opinion. And I guess it's up to us what we do from there. But she, um, she definitely, gives me balls 
nice. yeah, she gives me balls. She kind of nice. allows me to just go <clears throat> bugger it and give it a crack and mm. see what happens. So how did you actually leave? I literally left. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't do this I'm anymore. Done. I had nothing lined what up. What was it like making that decision? Oh, it was, yeah, it was amazing. And I, I sort of... Was it tough? Yeah, lame. it was tough because um, I'd actually, I wasn't within a... I had worked in a recruitment agency. I'd then get involved with setting up a new recruitment agency with somebody. So it was more, like more of a partnership to some degree. Mm. Um, so again, <laughs> there was that prospect of this could do really well and I could really regret this walking away from it. But then it was just that acceptance of George. It doesn't matter how much money, it's never going to make you happy. Mm. It's ne- and again, this is things that people say all the time, but it truly is never going to make you happy. So who cares? And I can tell you now, I've never even given it a second thought. I've never looked back. I'm so glad mm. I did. Um, but no, I didn't have anything lined up. I was going to say, I, what happened day two? I yeah, I just, it was just kind of... But I actually also just gave myself a bit of breathing space, which again, you know, probably came from advice from, you know, the parents again, but it was sort of, you know, I would I had been working since I was 15. Um, I've, I'd always wanted to have my own income. I'd, like, I'd always been, like I say, I started that first business when I was 17. Um, you know, during, like, college and... A lot of my friends, they, they didn't have jobs. I very much was, was working. And I mm. had done from 15 to, I guess, the point where I was at maybe 23. And I'd never really stopped and gone, okay, let's review now. You're mm. sort of just going with the flow. And that's great, you know, just taking opportunities. So you just get swept up. But you things. can get swept up in that and, and go on tangents. And that's very much what had happened. Um, so it was. I was actually just saying to myself, it's okay. Just take a few months if you need to and really think about what do you want to do? You know, do you want to go and study something? Do you want to go and try doing some work experience with some different companies? You know, what, like, what do you actually want to do? And I was really prepared for that to take a little bit longer Mm. than it ended up, um, than it ended up taking. Um, And so when people do ask me about how it happened, again, I almost wish I had a better story, but I just got in my head. Uh, It was coming to the end of a lease that we had in Scarborough because I remember it was the lease finished at the end of August. And we were originally looking at finding a new um, place to like share with another couple. And we'd been looking at loads of different places. And I just remember going, I want to find a commercial space. And I think that we should be looking based on that. Like that's the most important, but I think we should try and find that. I, I, I don't really know where it came from. It just, I just said it, it just sort of happened where I just woke up and I was like, I think I, I know it's going to be something, like, I knew it would either be something to do with, you know, interiors, clothing, food. Those are kind of the things that I right. always go back to. Um, but I was more just thinking, I'm going to just look for spaces and I'm, I'm going to kind of, you know, and I had lots of different, I, I have an idea a day. I, I come up with these little ideas all the time. So having the different ideas was never an issue, but I was like, I need to... You know, choosing one is, is like I said, is probably the problem. But, um, but it was a, like a compass point. Yes, it was just okay. Let's start this. So that's what happened, and started just looking at different at different spots. And um, as I said, the one that I'm in at the moment was just a townhouse, but we just knew it had the potential to be converted. Um, so, but when I got there, I just remember thinking, as one of one of the things that I'd always wanted to do, as being um, a, like a, a vegan, dairy-free, you know, with all the ingredients and the, the values that I live by, um, d- like a dessert shop. And I just remember getting into the spot and thinking, this is perfect. Just, it just happened. I, it really did. Um, and and that's just where the ball got rolling. I mean, I would definitely say, which is, um, I mentioned earlier, that the because it was quite a drastic um, shift in like uh, usage from a garage to a restaurant cafe that process took I think about 10 months um but so definitely during that time the business model to some degree changed quite a bit we will go originally I was going to be doing a lot more it was going to be a slight and 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 during that I just realized no I want to keep this so simple Hmm. so simple and I just I want to be the best at what we do and ice cream is what we do and that's it. So you and, went and from it, dessert to ice cream. Well, it sort of went from, yeah, like I, I think I was originally going to do this kind of, you know, where it's like 
you could also get like a smoothie bowl out of it and you could do this and you could do that. And, and then I was just like, no, get rid of all of that. Like just go back to just really simple, you know, six flavors. Like we don't have a huge cabinet of different things, you know, mm. but because of that, we're, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm constantly refining the, the recipes, yeah. you know, we might have had like the chocolate on the menu for however long, but that chocolate has changed a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. in the time and <laughs> trying to, um, so one, that's probably one of the, the best decisions I ever made was, was keeping that? it really simple. Mm. That's really, interesting really simple. because by keeping it simple and keeping it focused, you're actually choosing something. Yeah, I guess And you earlier are. on you were saying you don't like to choose. But also by keeping it simple, it's given me more time to mm. focus on the other elements. Right. So the subject is the same, but if I was trying to make 20 different things and I had all of these things on the menu like mm. I would have no time it's, it takes up enough time what I'm doing right now there's a lot of like labor involved in it but keeping it simple means that I can that yeah those those other things you know the branding the um you know focusing on expansion those sorts of things I can do a lot a lot more easily we've got something that we can replicate and yes. you know because it's simple Yes. Um, and people get it, so it doesn't take much explanation because it's so simple. People mm. know what we do. It's, yeah. So it actually facilitates that, I think. Right. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that. And I think I've always looked at other businesses and, and, you know, not just in food, but just in anything where I've, I think I've always been appealed by businesses that do something and do it really well. And they're known for it, you know. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's where I ended up going to that point of being you know i i we're surrounded by coffee shops we don't need to do coffee <laughs> you know people still come in and ask but if you know it, it's not what we do mm. we're an ice cream shop Take you know ice cream and you, you know the road. <laughs> yeah exactly so everything that we do is related to the ice cream you know it's um yeah so had you made ice cream before you made this decision no, <laughs> no. I mean, I've always, I've like, again, I didn't just decide. I, food has been a big, you know, I had a yes. blog for quite some time where I was just posting up recipes. So it's, mm. that was not forced. That was very organic. I'd always been making things. Um, like, would I say, oh, it was just always ice cream? No, it wasn't. But it was something that I, it was actually a very real situation. Like, I remember walking up and down like Subiaco High Street, you know, with, um, family and uh, being nowhere that I could have an ice cream that wasn't a sorbet that was full of sugar because of me not wanting to eat dairy and I was just thinking surely you know surely mm. now like we're like where people are becoming so much more aware so there really also was that personal like I was my customer I was like I right. I would end you know it would always be that thing where it's like oh we'll go get you a tub from Farmer Jack's or yeah, from and I'm like I don't totally want to hold tub you know <laughs> Eat oh, a whole tub of ice cream, yeah. Um, and it was that, like everyone would, because for me, I suppose it's an it's an experience. It, if I want to go and buy a tub of ice cream and sit at home and eat it, then I can. But going out for dinner and then going for dessert or going out for lunch and then popping for an ice cream, it's an experience. Mm. And that's very much as well what I almost because of the fact that I found that so hard to find. That's why I wanted to again um, really allow like highlight and allow that within my shop so that's you know I wanted proper chairs and and it to feel comfortable and to have actual bowls and spoons so that people didn't feel like they had to rush and leave it's yeah. somewhere you can actually sit and not throw things in the bed yeah you? and enjoy what you're having um because it really is an experience I mean you know girls come in with their you know with their their other mums and babies or it's just um you know couples coming on dates or it's families coming in and people are no one's ever not happy and excited when they're coming into an ice cream shop it's there's a very yeah. po it's a very very positive experience mm. i could not be or couldn't ask for a more uh rewarding environment like no one's angry with you when you give them ice cream <laughs> ever <laughs> it's you know it's lovely um on top of the fact that there's you know, my customers are so grateful for what we do. Mm. You know, thank you for allowing my children to be able to have this experience because they have dairy intolerances or they have, you know, like they've never been able to enjoy this. Or mm. even even older people who are diabetics. Mm. And, you know, thank you for being able, you know, for us being able to have something that doesn't, you know, that's delicious and we don't feel like we're missing out on the experience. And that's why I suppose in the, in the interior, in everything, you know, I wanted everyone to feel the fact that it it all been thought about 
yeah yeah and that comes down to their customer experience as well I, I mean I basically say you know t- t- to new staff I'm I, I say I want everyone who leaves our shop to be happy and if we have to bend the rules a little bit you know or just make a judgment call that is what I want yeah. never I feel that if I'm not there that you have to ask me if you know that by doing something it's going to make them happy do it because they'll remember that and it might be that we say look we'll do it on this occasion but it's not something we can always do but you know that's so important to me and then you know we're we've again we've kept things simple enough we've kept things small enough that we can do that and I would always rather be in that position I I like that because too often um, look we go into business to obviously make make some money to put bread yeah. on the table yeah. <laughs> so we can enjoy the things in yeah. life but um too often the money becomes too much of a focus and it's interesting that you know, you're talking about the recruitment agency being very money the lure of money and that yeah 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 i find that um through not just through the podcast but through the business consultancy i've done in the past is that businesses that focus on an outcome tend to be more successful because it's very clear and you can track everything back from that. And by having an outcome, the money comes as a consequence. 100%. And I mean, again, when I started this, I literally said to myself, I remember sitting down and being and saying, all I want is to create a job for myself that I enjoy. I imagined myself being in that shop virtually every day. Now that is a trap with business you know, owners sort of, because... You're actually a business owner as well as creating a job. Yes, yeah, so but that's I, another conversation. But I originally, yeah. that's what all I wanted. I was just mm. like, I just want to do something I enjoy. I just want to be happy. I'd completely let go of this money thing. I'd mm. just gone. I, I'm done with that. Like, I, I just want to create something I enjoy. That's where it initially started. Like, I, <laughs> I remember when I bought my equipment. Um, which, you know, it was a scary thing. Ice cream is not a cheap industry <laughs> in terms of equipment. Um, and I, uh, you know, I found someone who was, who was wanting to sell me, um, you know, three things. And one of those was, um, they, they wanted to sell it all together, basically. Mm. And one of the pieces of equipment was the store, like a storage freezer. And the storage freezer fits, I think it's like 46 trays of ice cream, like 46 five litre trays. Mm. And I remember, you know, really pushing back, being like, but I just don't need a freezer that big. I'm never going to sell that much ice cream. And now I have two. No, I had to buy good. another one, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was, again, with like the trays, I remember I managed to find some trays that were a good price and mm. they want, there was like 70. And I remember being like, but I don't need 70 trays. I only need, you know. And I've ended up buying another 100, you know. So it's sort of like... Um, it really was never initially. I just didn't, I hadn't thought that far ahead. Mm. Now I'm very lucky in the fact that I've been, like I have worked in business. So I, I do have the outcome to be able to obviously look and go, actually I can see that there's more to this. And obviously now I'm very mm. prepared to take a step back and let other people yeah. um, get involved where it's needed. Mm. But I think what you're saying, and I very much agree with is that the success of it has come from the fact that it wasn't the motivation mm. in a way. Do you, do you know what I mean? It I was do. the motivation was presenting something to people that was like I was the customer and I knew there was a need for it and it was also something that I was going to enjoy offering to other people. Mm. Um, and I think that it, because it's authentic, people enjoy it. They believe yeah. it. It's like it's, was it's it scary a, investing money? Well, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, something you'd not done before. It was. Um, but I guess this is where my dad comes into it. My dad, my dad is like, I suppose my my mum's like the emotional balls, but my dad is like the balls, you know, <laughs> like as in he's the, the, do it. he's yeah, like he's never been afraid to just take a risk, and you know, you win some, you lose some, but most of them, he he's believed in it and he's made you know he's made it work, and he's um, you know he's he's taught me a lot a lot with that, mm. and um, but also very much not afraid to get your hands dirty you know when we were doing the shop you now I he taught me how to tile he's taught me how to you know do woodwork and wall you know all these like you know so as soon as it happened I was ready to get stuck in and yes. um he but yeah when it came to that it my my I guess my dad's influence on me mm. made it that I wasn't so 
intimidated by the prospect of doing mm. something I hadn't done before. Are you good at asking for help? Um, yeah. Outside think, of mum and dad? Um, yes, I am. I, I actually owe a lot of what I... Um, a lot of the initial, like the ease of initially opening, I went, I, I went and found a lady who works at, um, who had a market at the Fremantle Markets, selling coconut ice cream, and I said to her, "I really appreciate your help because I'm about to open a shop. The best thing I ever did." Again, I would say to anyone, don't be afraid to ask for help because I suppose mm. a lot of people would think, "Well, she's a competitor. She's this. She's that. She's not going to want to help you." Sometimes you might get the door slammed in your face. Yeah. Um, I also had there's another business, um, another ice cream business, which the same. I looked at what they did. Um, they were far enough away where I thought they're probably not going to consider me. You know, I haven't even opened yet. They're probably not going to consider me a competition. But I'm just going to ask them because I love what they do. They also sat down and met with me, and um, you know, they were really helpful. Mm. And both of those. Both of those people um, uh, had a really big impact on how the business started, really, in terms of time that I would have spent trialing and error things and, yeah. you know, and, and making mistakes. Learning. It just, it was like, they've already done it and now I'm, you know, I can skip that whole part and I'm here. Mm. Um, and it was probably things that, you know, obviously you learn through things, but those are the things where it's just unnecessary. It's like, you will save a lot of time because we've done this already and do that. So, no, I did. And... Um, continue like that that lady has ended up being the lady probably like my mentor in some ways yeah. you know she, I'm always on the phone saying oh I'm struggling with this it's not quite working yeah. can you you know can you help me like can you help me bounce up you know and it's been yeah a godsend so always ask for help <laughs> always ask for help yeah <laughs> and what have been some of the big learnings since you've opened um been some of the big learnings you can't please everyone that's definitely definitely a big one you know for a while I was trying to accommodate everybody and I got to a point where I just realized you can't and we're doing our best and you're kind of just gonna have to be happy with that yeah. <laughs> you know um if you you know it, it's really difficult but my customers want to you know a, a, a very because they are like me and they would ask the same questions that I do, but they want to know what's in, you know, what's in everything. And some people like certain ingredients, some people don't. And it, you'll literally have one person that loves it and one person that hates it. You know, yeah. there's people that come in because of that and people that won't have it because of it. it's, yeah. and it is just that realization. And taste is like that. Yeah. Well. Um, and yeah, exactly. The taste. And, um, you mm. know, it's amazing how many people have such a heightened taste to coconut. Um, I can't taste it at all, but you'll get some people that will try it and be like, wow, that's really coconutty. And then other people are like, oh, I can't taste the coconut at all, you know? And it's, it's just like, you know, you're dealing with different people. You're never going to be able to please mm. everyone. Um, the thing with ice cream as well, unfortunately, is it's so much more scientific than I ever imagined. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and as soon as you start subbing and changing, your freezing points change, the scoopability changes. So if you've got six different ice creams that have got, that have got all completely completely different properties, it's very hard to logistically serve that and it not be a total disaster. So from that perspective as well, I had to kind of go, we're going to have to sort of, you know, cut some of this and, and just stick to what, yeah, stick mm. to something and, and explain why. And, you know, hopefully mm. people are understanding. I mean, I guess, again, this is where I come back to, you know, <clears> this <throat> isn't something that, this is still a treat. It's not something you have every day. So if yes. you're prepared to compromise, you know, a little bit on, I think it's, you know, I think it's worth it. We, we're still far, you know, um, far ahead of, of a lot of other businesses in terms of what we're trying to achieve, mm. I guess. Um but far behind your vision of where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is good, because um, that's standards. But I'm confident with it, and some <clears> people ask <throat> me, I'm, you know, I think, and again, I think that translates. It's like, mm. if I doubted it myself and what we were doing, people might doubt it too, but I'm very confident about what we do. And that's kind of important. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I've even had it with the podcast, this, whereby... Um, some people ask, why is it not like this? And why is it not like that? Yeah. And this, that, and the other. And after a period of time, you have to work out, well, who, who are the people who are, going, who, who are going to get the most out of this? And also, who are the people who are not? And then by identifying who are not, then I realise I'm not pitching 
to that. Yes. And that's the thing is the majority of people that the majority of people don't ask because they get it. They already get it. They already get what we're doing. They already realize how hard it is what we're doing, Mm. you know. Um, So a lot of the time, the people that really, truly query it possibly aren't our customers. Do you Mm. know what, you know, it's like, and, and then that's the thing is not everyone can be your customer. We can widen it to as many people as we can, which is like I explained. If it's something that I can easily facilitate, um, I will do it. Yes. You know, um, definitely. And if not, then and if unfortunately, not, unfortunately, we can't. You know, like you said, we you. are running a business yeah. at the end of the day, mm. so you do have to make those choices. Yeah. What do you think? Um, what do you think the state of Western Australia would be like if more people backed themselves and went and used the tools that they have, much like you have? Um. Oh, that's a really tough question, actually. Um, I mean, I already... Is it for everybody? I... Uh, no. No, it's definitely not. And I think... Okay, why is that? You, well, I think <clears throat> not everybody wants to take that risk. Um, not everyone... Not everyone would find that an enjoyable process, taking mm. that risk. I never found that any of the process, yes, you know, stressful, but thoroughly enjoyable you know mm. um my own sister polar opposite to me does not get a kick out of that <laughs> you know um she wants direction and she wouldn't want to be thrown into the kind of go do it sort right. of situation and i also think not everyone could be like that because you need the people that are going to work within your business and not all, not necessarily always going to you know go mm. and open another you know a competitor like a yes. shop you know what I mean so you, you need those people who are you know highly passionate about what you're doing you know want to learn and mm. you can obviously make it as interesting for them as possible but but they also want the direction but they also want the led. direction mm. yeah um I mean I like to lead but I also have to lead somebody I hate being on my own I hate working on my own I yes. love bouncing ideas off people being around people mm. um so uh, yeah, I just think it, um, it's you'd have too many chiefs, wouldn't you? <laughs> a little True. bit. Um, but, you know, I think that even not everything's obviously a bricks and mortar shop, but I think there's so much creativity that goes on in Western Australia already. You know, mm. even if it's just people. I had a lovely business that I collaborated with this week on our special um Ula La Preserves, and they make, she well, she makes all her own marmalades and jams and, you know, like that it doesn't have to be a large scale it might just be people just having an outlet for doing something that they enjoy Mm. i think that's more important like right as in because everyone can do that everyone has some everyone has everyone has something yeah and i think that's really important i mean funny enough i was just speaking to (laughs) i (laughs) meant this week about um (laughs) another business like another sort of business idea like completely completely different from what I'm doing at the moment and my dad piped in you know come on George you honestly think you know you should be spreading yourself that thin you've got enough to think about and I said well actually it's kind of because this is now you know I I love it but it is very much my work it's very much Mm. become a business I was like I kind of want to do this as more of a hobby business you know it's not gonna it's not be what sustains me from an income level it's something more just creative that I can enjoy doing Mm -hmm. And from, you know, immediately then they kind of got it. Like, yeah, I can, you know, I get what you're saying there. It's not something that's going to take away from what you're doing. It's something that's actually going to offer you a bit of an outlet from, you know, from what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm in, I live above the shop. I'm in that shop every day of the week. Yes. Even if it's only, for, you know, yeah, I might not work physically in there at the front, but I might be in the back or I might be doing, you know, so it's, you still need outlets, you know. Um, I love training I love going to the gym um you know people think I'm probably crazy person when I go in there because I I hit it so hard Uh, because I I I just really enjoy that distraction for 45 minutes well not distraction but that I could keep using the word yeah just something different from what I'm doing Mm. and it's for that period of time that you're only thinking about what you're doing yes that movement or that you know um so that's really important to me and something I do pretty much every day. How has your relationship with change and uncertainty developed with this? Um, I'm really not daunted by change, mm. actually. 
and um, no, if anything, I actually really like the thought of, I like the prospect of change. Um, that's, yeah, that's just an uncertainty. It's not something I ever seem to dwell on. I never really gave much consideration. Like, at the, yeah, there's, it's always crosses your mind, but I never really gave much consideration to, is this going to work? It was just, I just started doing it. Yeah. It was more the thing of when people started coming in or if I had a full shop or a queue, I'd literally, you know, I'd look at my sister, I'd look and I'd be like, I can't believe this, that people are actually here mm. and they're actually coming to the shop to eat my ice cream and they like it. <laughs> You know, like they really like it. Yeah. It was that real, it was more that. It was more mm. kind of, I never, like, I was never uncertain, but I never probably realised what the, what the result would be. Yeah. I think, yeah. So what does the next uh, three to five years have in store for George? So we're opening another shop. Whereabouts? Um, it's going to be in Leadville, um, which, yeah, it's very early process like early stages sorry at the moment um we've just also pretty much coming to the end of developing a uh, developing a wholesale product which is a cookie ice cream sandwich um and that's something that i guess other restaurants and cafes can stock and, and have a sort of a, as a dessert option yep. as well um we started doing the ice cream cakes um yep. which have been really popular um and really fun to do as well um, so that's sort of an element of the business that will probably grow a little bit, especially with the new the new store where we can actually house them as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, other parts of Australia, perhaps it's definitely something that I'm thinking about. Um, and yeah, maybe that would make me sort of relocate temporarily to sort of set that up. And mm. but that's kind of where I'm thinking at the moment. Um, but initially, yeah, just super excited about this second what does um what does uh george do to keep herself grounded focused and are there any habits that you do each day um i think like i said training massively mm. um i just don't feel good if i don't it's just <laughs> okay, so do just, the things that make you feel good. Yeah, yeah do that like do the things that you feel good um like i've said now i've barked on a hundred times but speak like speaking to my family like and I'm you know I had a tough year this year just on a more I guess personal level and I just at some point remember just being like I just need to go home I just need to go home just be on in my on my own soil in my own mm. house around my family I just need that yeah. um and I just think sometimes if you need it just do it people understand people will get over it yeah. <laughs> you know um so, yeah, that's probably, if I'm ever in doubt, I just, I, I yeah, my family mm. definitely yeah, grounds me. And then, and then, yeah, just making sure that I'm doing the things that I'm enjoying doing. Um, I've had a really, like, very weird week, actually, um, where just, a, and I don't know, a lot of people have had this experience where just a lot of things have slotted into place. Um, a lot of things that were negative like you, you have those kind of black clouds and they, they've just dispelled and they've gone and um I've just had a very new kind of clarity and focus and driving like my, my sister and my housemate are the most cynical <laughs> you know English typical English and I've been like super like and they're just like oh this is too much <laughs> you know you're too yeah. happy this week um and it really has I don't know there's just some things something's shifted and I'm just really, really just a lot more focused than I have been even yeah mm. what have you learned about yourself through this journey um what have I learned um well I think probably seeing people's response to um something that you felt was going to be idea and, and then seeing that it people share that I think it, that obviously gives you a confidence in your gut yeah you know it's sort of like yeah George you obviously do have an ability to see and react and and provide what people are sort of what people are looking for yeah um so I suppose I've learned 
that yeah I've learned that about myself so that's obviously something that I I can do um I I've probably also this year um learned that I'm not as strong as I thought I was as in I have a lot more vulnerability than I thought I did a few things um you know have been removed and then I've been on my own and that's been a massive so it's been a very big year for me actually in that way um so I've kind of learned what I need and what I don't and there are certain things I actually need a lot more than I than I thought you know I for a while would you know with even like immediate friends or family you know cast opinion and I suppose it's only been this year that I've looked and gone wow actually you know I have a lot of admiration for how you handled things and because I can see now how hard it is you know mm. some you know and, and I so I I've actually probably accepted my vulnerability a lot this year is that quite empowering don't that well it kind of is I think when you look at anything and you go yeah it's all right you know it, it's okay like you you're still strong but you're just you just have like you're more human and you're more you know you're still just a young girl at the end of the day it's okay you know to it's okay to make mistakes um but I'm still very much about seeing the positive of anything you can take from that I really am and again very cheesy it's been said a thousand times but I think it's the only way that you can happily progress is if you and, and not be bitter about something or not you know you're not or not be affected is by literally looking at all the good things that have come from it mm. um and that's some yeah and that definitely helps um if you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice when you were just about to leave the recruitment agency, what would it be? What would it be? Mm. Um, as in when I was just starting to do this? Do you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't think there's anything I would change. I know that sounds really, but I just think from everything that has happened, if it hadn't, if it hadn't happened, I'd only be making that mistake a bit later on. I would rather that it happened early on when probably people didn't notice or, um, you know, we, for a small business, I actually think that we've, we've, we've changed quite a lot within our first year, you know, um, like I said, kind of had feedback responded quite quickly. So, mm. um, because yeah and so in that way it's sort of it's it's sort of like you've already you've already um faced a lot of the things that you might have at some point said oh you should have done that sooner do you know do you know what i mean but actually we've already done it quite soon you know even yeah. even little things like changing your pricing you know for for a little while i was thinking oh you know can i do that like you know are people gonna you know uproar and backlash and this this and that and i did it and it, it just made sense, you know, people understood and it wasn't, I was doing it for all the right reasons, you know, yeah. so, you know, or like making changes in terms of having our dining cups, because obviously initially it was more just the, the bio, obviously all the packaging we have is biodegradable, but still I wanted to reduce that and just all of those little things like introducing the cakes, because so many people kept coming to me saying, do you do ice cream cakes? I didn't even know what that was. I don't know about you, but it's not really a thing oh. in England. <laughs> Um, but everyone kept saying about, you know, but I just gave it a go. I literally, I've, I'm not a cake decorator. I don't make, you know, that's not what I do, but I just went, okay, <laughs> we'll give it a go. And they've been really, really well received. So not really. I kind <clears throat> of would just say, just, just keep trying and tr seeing what happens. Mm. And that's just kind of how it's, it's, it's worked so far. Yes. And the final question is, I like asking this one. If you could sort of input a little piece of uh, George's knowledge into like the collective consciousness, a bit like in Matrix film where you shove it in someone's <laughs> head, just so, um, just so it answers that sort of, oh, if everybody just got this, then life would be more straightforward. What would it be? Um... I think it's even something that I have probably only just um, kind of come to terms with, but I think it's just that it really does all come from yourself. No external influence is going to, you know, things do impact you, but that 
that real like inner contentment is is it it just translates into everything so i think that whatever you can do and whatever you need to do to get to the point that you reach that where you're not doing things because you're proving it to anyone mm. you're doing everything because it fuels you i think yeah because i think you know if you're focusing on the things that you enjoy kind of actually similar to you so you're doing something that you really enjoy at the moment and yes. you've just plugged it plugged it and you're doing it and a byproduct of that is you've met you've met probably a lot of like-minded interesting people mm-hmm. and the repercussions of that are, are endless you don't know where that's going to take you you know you might you know one of those people might move to the other side of the world and then you catch up with them there and then you meet someone else and you do this and you know that's all because you're doing something you enjoy and you're just like when you do something you enjoy I think you end up meeting people like you and the rest just follows Mm. and I think that's probably what I've sort of realized is like you don't need to force it just just focus on what you enjoy focus on what fuels you and the rest will happen Mm. you know Perth is a difficult place if you're not from here it can be quite a tricky place um so that's something that I've sort of come against a lot and I suppose that that acceptance of look do you know what you're plug yourself into what you're doing and what you enjoy and and you will and I have met a lot of wonderful people through that does that answer anything I think it does I think it does so if anybody wants to come and find you where do they find you yes so we're on 322A South Terrace in Mm -hmm. South Fremantle um We'll be disclosing us more information about the new store in the coming yep. weeks. Um, yeah, you can... And, and out in the internet world, where can we find you? Yeah, so www.rohobureau.com and that's where you can order cakes, view flavours, find, yeah. Um, you probably, I'd say, read about me. I think this is probably <laughs> a lot more about me than my little blurb. But um, yeah, that's, that's us. Also, our Instagram, like, you can see all the different things that we do and we offer a bit more visually which I'm a visual <laughs> sort of person so um, yeah you can jump on there for that there we go Georgina it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this oh, morning thank you <laughs> um, it's been fascinating to listen to your journey it's been fascinating to listen to how it's um, evolved and how it's come very much from you and your sort of um, frequency that you're putting out and how everything seems to come across that and it's been fascinating to listen to your open and honesty around your you know, connection with your mum and dad and and just how you have followed you. So thank you very much for your thank time. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.